What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Andy Up, Howard Bender, and Adam Ronis, NFL Week 11. Jeez, in the, almost in the books. You got Giants, Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. We'll make our picks for that later on here in the show. But, uh, Adam, this uh, another, just a weird, weird week. I mean, it was all dogs who uh, who, who were, were running the show through the early games. You had some late game excitement in the early games. Everything started off kind of blah. Then the four o'clock games hit, and those were an absolute snooze fest. And then this Sunday night game didn't get jazzed up and exciting uh, until the fourth quarter. I, you know, it's what a what a weird week. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I mean, we saw a lot of bad quarterback performances, and you know, the night game that just ended. Uh, a total of 41 points in the fourth quarter. The Steelers had 27 of their 37 in the fourth quarter. So I know a lot. It seemed like the under was popular there. Well, uh, we know what happens when something is popular. It does not work out usually when uh, public money is on one side. So the Chargers did their best to give that game away. And uh, they were fortunate enough to get a late Mike Williams touchdown to prevail over the Steelers 41 to 37. Yeah, how they let the Steelers get back into this is beyond me. I was sitting there and, you know, listen, you know, I'm like sitting there and I'm, I'm eating a late dinner. And, you know, I, I know that I've got the podcast and, and the, you know, so it's like I'm eating and I'm watching the game and the wife is pissing and moaning. She's like, this game's ridiculous. Game's out of control. Uh, the Chargers are going to win. Blah. You know, it was like this this barrage of of just, you know. Of I want to watch something else, and I was like, I can't. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter hit, and uh, and it became it became interesting. I mean, listen, no, we're we're the the stars of the game here were were Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and Austin Eckler. Yeah, it was right? Justin Herbert. Actually, I just saw this stat: Justin Herbert is the first player in NFL history with three hundred eighty plus passing yards and ninety plus rushing yards in a game wow look at that look at that did he bring me the win in the gst league no yeah i love oh my gst one of the worst weeks i ever had uh yeah it's not good this was this was so so we were talking about this you know it was like we didn't see like outlandish scores in in fantasy <clears throat> you know all over the place because you know this whole thing was consolidated you know it was like Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. Austin Eckler, four touchdowns. Um, you know, the majority of shit was all kind of, you know, it was it was spread out for the most part that you didn't see a lot of like really big performances, you know, across the board. And I think, you know, I, th I think the fact that the quarterback play was so shitty throughout the entire day, it wasn't just, you know, it, it wasn't just Dak and, and Mahomes combining for buh. But I mean, it was like the 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 best quarterbacks out there. The top three were were Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, and Jalen Hurts. Okay, right, fine. <clears throat> then it was Cam Newton, Trevor Simeon, Kirk Cousins, Taylor Heineke, Colt McCoy, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyrod Taylor. Then Tua Tungavailoa. Then you splash in Josh Allen. Then there's Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it was it was insane. Tannehill with with four interceptions. Um, Wentz didn't have a big game because it was all Jonathan Taylor. Baker Mayfield just sucks at football. 
I don't know why they even let him throw in that game. Uh, but Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, you can go back to Matt Ryan on uh, on on Thursday. I mean, these guys all just it was blah, dude. It was really blah. Yeah, I mean, most of the guys people started are the ones that had the down performances. You know, Mahomes and Dak, that was supposed to be the game of the week, neither through a touchdown pass. So that's, yeah, I mean, I looked at a couple leagues that I'm going to win with hardly any points, and then other leagues where I just got dusted because I didn't score enough. So, um, you know, my home league, I did have Jonathan Taylor, and I – had a huge week. I think I have like 231 with uh, Antoine Winfield left, but it's just one league and I don't really care. Um, I didn't need those as some other leagues where now all of a sudden it looked like I was in line for first round buy and now came back down to the pack and the points were low this week. So yeah, just, you know, if you didn't have like those guys that went off the Taylor Jefferson mix and Herbert, it was a down week. Uh, and there were a lot of bad performances across the board. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it was, it was like a, it was a mixed bag for me in seasonal fantasy. It was, um, it was a shit day in DFS for me because I was just, I was over invested in the afternoon games. And that was the problem. Like I knew that I wanted a piece uh, of the Bengals Raiders game. And I even said, I've been screaming it since, since Tuesday that, that, you know, Joe Mixon's, you know, primed for a big, you know, big fucking game. Did I even use Mixon? No, I like invested in that, that stupid Cowboys Chiefs game, like every other donkey in the world. Um, and that came up like crap. And my my uh my my big contrarian DFS stack was uh was the the Seahawks. Right? I mean, it just it just seemed like you know Russell Wilson was primed for, you know, just like a big bounce back game. And it was it was just it was dog shit there. Even the announcers during that game were were saying the exact same thing that you and I have been saying. For months now, speed it up, increase the pace of your game. Stop giving, you know, stop giving the defense like all this time in the world to prepare for what you're doing. It was just it was one thing after another. And so from a DFS standpoint, this was just a dog shit week for me. For betting purposes, though, dude, it was it was sick. Like It was great. Six and one in the uh, in the in the golden nugget. Right. Uh, Mish and I went four and one in our college picks, two and zero in our pro picks, and then the super contest, um, we went four and one. You know, and I'm you know back up there with the um, you know it was a decent day. I was three and two in the picks wise contest, but I did hit my uh, my double pick there. Yeah, I was also three and two and hit my double pick um, with Minnesota. So I started three and zero, and then. Lost two games in the afternoon, so that kind of ruined it. But yeah, betting wise was a pretty good week uh, for me as well. But fantasy season long, yeah, definitely mixed. Uh, I, I think I'm actually going to win an RT Sports Championship. I think it was already done with 114 points, <laughs> which is brutal. I mean, like I said, and then I looked at the cross the league. I'm like, wait a second, no one really went off. Like, yeah, in this league, the most points that I see right now, and I understand we have Tampa. Tomorrow on the Giants and Tampa obviously can go off 146. That's that's not a lot of points. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, if you get if you have a low scoring week and you come away with a victory, you're you're kind of just happy about that. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Listen, if you if you got away with a win this week, you feel good. 
how you left it out. Like if you didn't own, you know, obviously the the top guy. If you didn't own Eckler, if you know, like Eckler saved people's days. Herbert saved people's days. Jonathan Taylor saved people's days. But I mean, you know, even I, I just go through it here and look at the um, what the hell? Sorry, just clicking on the wrong page there. But you know, Taylor, Eckler, Mixon, you know, McCaffrey, Chubb, they had good days. Swift. How in the world does Cleveland give up that 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 big? touchdown run to swift that was such a it really made me sweat i took cleveland in my uh in my survivor pool this week oh, how about this man my survivor pool start off with like 1200 people in there there's a shit ton of money in this 71 left now 71 55 people had the uh had the titans this week i was like yes um you know what's crazy if you just read my titans right up for I had them as the third, you would, this is what I wrote. This seems like an obvious win for the Titans, but there are concerns. The Titans are 10-point favorites at home, but this could be a letdown spot. The Titans have lost to the Jets, and the offense hasn't been great without Derrick Henry, despite wins over the Rams and Saints. Over the last three games, Titans are averaging 4.4 yards per play on offense. If it wasn't for an awful rushing the passer call against the Saints that nullified a Tannehill interception, the Titans could have lost. The defense has improved vastly. It was a big part of the win against the Rams. The Texans are an awful team, but it is a division game. The Texans have it once since week one and have been outscored 250 to 128. Expect the Titans to win, but wouldn't be surprised if the game is close late. So why did I basically, if you read that right against the guy, I had no face of the faith of the Titans. So why did I give him out? <laughs> I was going to say, right? like, yeah, if you read that, you're like, wait, he has no faith in them. Right. He just, that was like the least confident sounding pick I've ever heard. Right. And I ranked them third Browns one Tampa two. So I apologize if you took the Titans because uh, I kind of saw this coming, as you could tell. And in our underdog bet of the week, I had the third pick. I wanted the Colts. John took them with the first pick. Uh, Fensty took the Bears plus five. Got fortunate that Lamar was wow. out. Wow. Fensty with a with a, a five spot, huh? Yeah, but we should have known it was going to move to one since he took it. Um, and I took the Texans plus 10. Okay. So, yeah, I kind of knew this because I've been – the Titans are just – they're not that good. I know they're eight and three without Derrick Henry. No. Like, if that's the one seed, man, you want to play that team because they still could be the one seed. Their schedule is easy to finish. But then again – all these teams suck in the NFL. So everybody sucks yeah. in the NFL. You know, I was like, I was trying to explain this to my wife, who was like, you know, desperately trying to understand why in the world uh, I would have taken the uh, the Steelers plus five and a half. And I was like, listen, I was like, when it comes to betting, there are times where you just need to forget about what you know about game breakdowns and strategy and stuff like, like you have to just kind of look at this game from like a, a you know, from, from a, a different perspective. In in this case here, it's the fact that uh, the chargers at home favored by three or more points is just, they just don't, they don't cover, they don't cover. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of interesting too. When you look at that, the, the shit going on at SoFi Stadium, you would have thought if you just, you know, didn't look at the what was painted in the end zones, you would have thought that this game was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like they have the, no home field. It's, they have it's no home up. field advantage. 
It's like um, it's like Vegas at times, too, because it's the same thing with the Raiders that the visiting team, because everybody's like, oh, we'll go see our our team play and we'll hang out in Vegas for the weekend. Right. So it's a big travel destination sort of a thing. And so I guess that, you know, you've just got all the uh, all the traveling fans plus the transplants in L.A. And you just don't they they don't have a, a home game there. And so it's like. You know, I'm like, forget about the fact that the Chargers are a phenomenal team with a great offensive scheme. They got phenomenal weapons and one of the best up and coming young quarterbacks in the game. Uh, and they just, you know, and and the defense is littered with, you know, names like Joey Bosa. And, um, oh, I almost said Melvin Ingram, but he's not with them anymore. But, you know, I'm like, you just you look at this team and then you look at the the, the Steelers and it's like, well, Big Ben's just back from COVID and, you know, Claypool was questionable coming into the game and TJ Watt is out and whatever. Like, you, there's no way in hell anybody in their right mind would be picking the Steelers plus five and a half unless you knew that, like, this is just what the Chargers do all the time. And it doesn't matter the personnel. They did it five years ago. They did it now. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me, Adam, how you could just, you don't even have to know anything about football. You could look at the scenario and be like, oh, well, this team covered in a, in a huge blowout last week, and this team got the shit knocked out of them last week. Hmm. Spreads only four and a half points. I wonder why. I'll just take the dog. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but if you did have the charge tonight, that is a bad beat. Well, um, you know, you, you, I, I, it was I definitely 20, I, I, it was I see what you're saying there as far as it being a bad beat. It was. For, for me, for me, it's not. For me, it's lesson learned. I mean, it's a bad beat. They had a blocked punt. They had mm-hmm. a interception go off the helmet of a defensive lineman into the hands of a D back, you know, so yeah, they had 27 points in the fourth quarter. That doesn't happen in the NFL, it doesn't, no, unless, of course, the charges are favored at home by more than three points. Then you know they're gonna crumble, you just know it. I mean, Minnesota, <laughs> too, they almost tried to do it today, too. Oh, dude, come on, no, no, see, Minnesota's MO, it's like win some, lose some, but it's this has to come down to the last play of the game. Like yeah, this game is game. not won in the third quarter. This game is not won with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth. This game is going to come down to the final two minutes and the final possession. That's just what Minnesota does. Yeah, nine of their 10 games have come down to the final possession this year. It's insane. And three in overtime. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Oh, my God. Oh my lord! It's it's so ah. Uh, um. All right. Let's let's just kind of let's sail through the these games here, right? I don't know. My wife, she was she was you know paying attention to football. She was asking questions. Uh, this this could mean that you know she's feeling a little a little frisky tonight. So let's just get through this, huh? That's- <laughs> From a social agenda here, Adam, please. Um, st- <laughs> right? Come on. Yeah, I said, let's go. You're you wasting should, time. You, you should have been like three three sentences into this wrap-up right now. Uh, Dolphins 24-17 over the Jets. 
Joe Flacco, he sucked. Michael Carter, he got hurt. I knew they were going to lean on Jamison Crowder. Uh, Elijah Moore with the garbage touchdown at the uh, at the end there. Um, I mean, that, he had 11 targets, led the team at 141 yards. He come did, on. but come on, it was like it was like blah until that 62 yard touchdown. I mean, it counts, right? It I mean, does he, count. He, he led the team in targets. It He's been coming count. on. It does count. Is he a must start for you? Somebody asked me that. Somebody asked me if he's a must start every I don't week. Think it's a must start, but it's getting close. I mean, the guy's performing every week. Every week for the last four weeks, yes. Okay. I mean, he was banged up earlier in the year. Huh. So he's a must start for you. It's close. Is he going to be a top 10 wide receiver next no, week? No, no. Top 15? No. 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 Okay. All right. Oh, they do right. play the Texans, maybe. Oh, jeez, they do play the What a game gonna, next week. That's going to be a fucking barn burner. Um, Tua saves himself with the extra touchdown pass at the end, 273, two touchdowns with a pick. Um, Gaskin, the yards per carry average sucked, but hey, you know what? He uh, he was still he got into the end zone, thankfully, on a passing play, and, uh, and he racked up 89 yards on the ground there. Um, yeah. Jalen Watt, Matt Collins. I can't even. I can't even. Can't even. Any thoughts on this one? Nope. <laughs> nope. You're done. <laughs> All right. Indianapolis 41-15 over the Bills. You and I called this. We talked about it all week long. Um, we had Indianapolis plus seven here. Dude, I mean. Aside from the fact that Jonathan Taylor is just really, really good, what's the deal with the Bills? Are the Bills as, as much of a paper champion as uh, as the Titans are? They can beat up on bad teams, but they suck against teams that have a decent offense? No, nah, I just think they they are a bully team. Um, you know, they really haven't – I tweeted out, oh, they haven't beaten anyone good, and a couple of Bills fans started crying. They're like, the Chiefs aren't good. Okay, they beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs were playing poorly, 38-20. I said, oh, what happened against Jacksonville? How many touchdowns did they score? You know what I'm saying? Like, you scored six points against Jacksonville. So they haven't beat – okay, you want to give them the Chiefs game? Fine, cool. They beat the Chiefs. Great. In Kansas City. Well, that was a while ago. Um, it was like and, five weeks ago? Yeah, it was week six. No, uh, week – yeah, five. Okay, we're Four, we're five, week six eleven. Six weeks ago. Yeah, six. So, we're talking about what are we talking six weeks ago for? Yeah, so that's why I, did I think the Colts would dominate like this? No, but I thought they had a chance to win. They're a real physical team. They can run the football. Um, I don't know if you watched the. Uh, you see they're doing an in season HBO Hard Knock. Oh, you don't like it on the Colts? It's pretty cool. It was first episode, so I liked it. You know. Got to see um, Darius Leonard and stuff. And, you know, he's been dealing with injury all season long. Um, but it was pretty cool, you know, because they started 0-3 and they bounced back. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a solid football team. And the Bills just have been struggling for weeks now. Uh, they can't run the football. And they just have not performed well against good teams. So I had some questions about them coming into this game. And uh, those questions are going to continue uh, because they just got flat out dominated in this game. I mean, it wasn't even close and it sucks. If you, I don't think many people use Wentz because of this matchup. I had him low. I, I didn't want to start him. Uh, Taylor, obviously no brainer. If you used him in DFS, you know, congrats. He was obviously, I saw like 4% owned in a lot of places and Pittman got screwed, you know, 
I know that I had him ranked lower than usual, but he was still in that wide receiver two territory and, you know, they didn't need to throw. So I don't be like, oh, I shouldn't have started Pittman. Wentz completed 11 passes. So had they been playing from behind, Pittman might have had a bigger game. It didn't happen. So it was all Jonathan Taylor. And for Buffalo, no one did anything. I mean, Diggs came through, only had 23 yards, but he had two touchdowns and knocked six for 80. But yeah, very concerning for the Bills who now have a short turnaround Thursday night against the Saints. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely going to be a, a tough matchup. Oh, that's right. Thanksgiving games, baby. Yeah. All the Thanksgiving teams, uh, they all lost today. They all lost today. They all have something to prove now on Thanksgiving Day. Get your turkey ready. Gobble, gobble. Oh, man. Um, all right. Washington, Carolina. Um, you know, listen, good game for Cam Newton. Right. I mean, we we don't expect much from him passing wise. So 189 yards is whatever, but two touchdown passes and he ran one in. Um, you know, I, again, I'm just I'm not buying into. You know, like. He's a QB two to me, he's never going to be a QB one. And. You know, I know that Matt Rule said something about, um, you know, P.J. Walker was going to get in on the game and. You know, I was like arguing with uh, or not arguing, just debating with uh, John and Pemba because he's just he's just a big Cam Newton fan. He's like a little fanboy at times. And I was like, he just doesn't interest me in DFS. I don't believe in him, you know, enough to like really put my faith in him. And, you know, and then I heard all this stuff about, you know, from Matt Rule talking about P.J. Walker and packages between the 20s and stuff. And I was like, so. So no, I'm not going to use him for DFS. And at some point during the day, during the the game, he was like, he's like, hey, where are all those PJ Walker uh, packages? I was like, really? Yeah, troll me on that. It's not like Cam Newton's throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns here. Let's you know, let's pump the brakes. But still a good game for him. Uh, another hundred yard, hundred all purpose yard effort for McCaffrey. DJ Moore gets into the end zone. That was a shocker. Um, and then on the uh, on the Washington side, you know, Heineke had himself a, a good game. It was it was mistake free. Uh, it was nice to see them give Gibson some volume in this one here. And Terry McLaurin, 100 yards and a touchdown. Finally. Yeah, McLaurin's a guy that I know has frustrated people. He's either gone off or done nothing, but he's a guy you just play every week. Um, you know, his floor is like four for 40, which sucks, but I mean, he can go off. He almost had another touchdown. Gibson fumbled early and they kind of shelved him for a little bit. Fortunately, they gave him the ball back and, you know, he, you know, had a decent game. wasn't involved in the passing game, but you'll take 19 for 95. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, Cam Sims scored, DeAndre Carter scored, but you know, they don't get many targets and seals Jones and Thomas were still out. So uh, there wasn't much there. So we knew this wouldn't be a, a very fantasy-friendly game. No, I just, you know, again, I like seeing McLaurin get back on the right side of where he is because, you know, I'm sick of I'm so Man, it's like, you know, a guy has like a like a bad stretch of games. It's like two games, maybe three. It was like two in a bye week or whatever. But it was like, come on, man. If you're not – if you're sitting there and you're asking me like Terry McLaurin or – or Robbie Anderson, 
You, you yeah. have a problem. Like, yeah. get your head out of your ass. Yeah, I mean, you know, McLaurin's going to be ranked in the wide receiver two range every week. He's going to be between, you know, 12 and 20 every week, no matter what. Maybe some matchups he moves up to the wide receiver one, but you just play him every week. <sighs> yeah, you play him every week and, and stop with the – it's just – there's nonsense. It's just – like that was that that was that was something that kind of bummed me out this morning. You know, it was like I was like built working on building some lineups and I'm answering questions for people. And I'm just like, you know, there are two types of questions that I absolutely hate. Number one is when a, a stud is like, you know, struggling for a, a couple of games and 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 you start questioning whether or not you're gonna use him or you know, some piece of shit who's not even in a good spot, right? Like not even in a good good game or or anything like that. You know, don't ask me Terry McLaurin or Rashad Bateman. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Not when there's like rain and everything else like that. And no Lamar Jackson. Sorry, not interested. Um, that's that's one type of question. The other question I hate is when people just you know I need two running back, two wide receiver, and a flex. And they list me like eight players and like four of those players are like no brainers. Yeah. People like to overthink, you know, and they, is it overthinking or is it just fucking laziness? No, it's overthinking. Set my lineup for me. I don't know. I don't know who to start. I don't know. Should I start Jonathan Taylor? What if, what if Antonio Gibson is in a better spot than Jonathan Taylor? There are some guys though. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like, there, there are some guys that you'll never bench, right, Adam? Never. Oh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Look, I know Buffalo is number one defense DVOA. Guys, can you still – can you go look and see who they fucking played? I mean, really, look at these run offenses. Miami, the Texans. Come on, man. Jacksonville, the Jets. And we shredded them. I know. The one, the one good back they faced this year absolutely destroyed them. Like, uh, there should have been no conversation about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I didn't – see anyone ask me to bench him that's that's the question uh, you know it's, it's what i get i mean they're just they're mixed in with like a ton of questions you know it's like ah this boggles my mind boggles my mind um all right that was washington carolina uh, baltimore chicago this was just i mean this was just a shit game all around too but you know the big news dropping that lamar jackson wasn't going to play um, you know, you knew once they put him back on the injury report with the illness on Saturday, you're like, if you didn't see the handwriting on the wall there, then, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, it gave you an indication, but he made the flight. Yeah, no, I know. So, I mean, but yeah, it, you should have been alert. And if you didn't have a backup, go get one or be ready. Um, you know, I was on Sirius XM last night. Someone called up. They're like, oh, I have Lamar Jackson. Do I pick up a quarterback? We're like, okay, who do you have on the waivers? Tua, Cousins. I'm like, okay, you can wait till tomorrow morning. You don't have to worry about someone grabbing the one option left, you know? Um, that's why context is always needed for everything. You know, if there was only one good quarterback, yeah, go get him now. You had like four or five. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're good. Um, but, yeah, that's why you have to pay attention, even on Saturdays. Like, I feel this year, Saturdays more than ever, has been a big breaking news day. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff over the last few Saturdays. Yeah, the last few Saturdays, a lot of significant news has dropped. So you have to pay attention. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think 
we kind of knew, all right, there's a chance Lamar doesn't play. But it's sickness, man. We've seen a lot of guys play through it, but apparently his teammates were saying, like, he was balled up on the plane. It wasn't good. And then when you saw him come into the arena, uh, stadium with that mud butt walk, you knew it was, uh, yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> the mud butt walk. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ravens still won, man. Amazing. Um, they found a way to oh. get a W with Huntley, man. Whatever they didn't cover the spread, which is all I cared about, man. I had I had the Bears plus five. Yeah, I had me too. I, that's why, uh, as long as they covered and they did, I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. And shout out to Darnell Mooney, right? Five for one twenty-one with a touchdown. Good for him on sixteen targets. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. dude. It just it, something needed. Something needed to keep the the, the people quiet. Like, <laughs> and how with Mike Williams tonight too? It was like people are like, "Oh man, what do I do with this guy? This guy's shit. This guy's gross. This guy's terrible." Oh, this guy just got a big long touchdown. Never mind. <laughs> Let the games play, people. Let the games play before you start shitting on people. Seriously. Um. Justin Fields hurt. Uh, you know, I, I I thought we were seeing some improvement with him, but he looked like shit even when he was just you know before he got hurt in this game. Like it just he he just did it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And now the question is is you know Fields against the Lions. Like, do you even dare? Like, you know how many people are going to be like, oh, should I pick up Justin Fields? He's going up against the Lions this week. Should I bench Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow or <laughs> Kirk Cousins? They're not going to do that. They are going to do that. Aaron Rodgers, come on, bro. Dude, I, you know what? All right. Every time I get a question where somebody has a decent quarterback and they ask me if they should pick up Justin Fields, I'm going to I'm gonna send it to you also. All right. Send me the Aaron Rodgers for Justin Fields. I love to see that. No, I'm going to send you everything with a good quarterback. Joe Burrow. I'm telling you, here he comes. Lamar Jackson next week. They're going to ask it. Should we start Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson? Should we start Justin Fields over I mean, Josh Fields, Allen? He was like shit against Indianapolis. Fields might not play. The game's Thursday. He's got bruised ribs. So oh, yeah. He might not play. Thursday. Damn. See, you saved yourself that night. No one is asking those questions. Are you kidding me? And Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, bro. Come on. Dude, over go, look at my, Lamar, go, go look at my Twitter timeline. Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers over fields. Really? I'm saying no. This week they, they would ask that. But there were there were other questions. Would you would you ask Joe Burrow or Josh or, or Justin Fields? No, but it's it, Burrow has not been. I mean Burrow's the, been good. He hasn't been great, but he's been good. Right, he's been fairly consistent. Not the last couple games. Jalen Hurts versus versus Justin Fields. No, I'm playing Hurts every week. I always rank them top seven every. I week. know you do. I'm just telling you that this is what they're asking me. This is what they're asking me, Adam. No one is asking you Fields, Rogers, Lamar Jackson. Show me that. Again, this week could have been because of that. This week it was. This week it was it was Joe Burrow was the big one. Should I sit Joe Burrow for uh for for Justin Fields? That was the big one this week. All right, I mean it's not absurd. It's not I would have 
go borrow, but it's not like out of this world. Like, oh, that's a no brainer. Easy. Like, I can't say, oh, you're crazy for even asking that. And I look at it, I'm like, hmm, Justin Fields against the, you know, against the Ravens, uh, Joe Burrow against the Raiders. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I, that's that's how I see it. Sorry. You know, you're you're much more understanding, I guess. Or maybe you just answer fewer questions. I don't know. But I'm telling you flat out, I'm not like making this shit up when people ask these questions. It's it's a mind scrambler, man. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I think, you know what the problem is? I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is, is that social media has, has, has stunted people from actually thinking for themselves, right? When you and I were first playing fantasy football, Adam, right, in the 90s, Okay, we didn't have like a boatload of of analysts to ask who to start or sit. Nowadays, people sit there and they'll like tag 50 analysts on a tweet and and all they'll do, they'll sit there or they or they'll they'll ask like 50 analysts in 50 separate tweets. If you ever like you see a question where you're just like, you know, where they're like, oh, you know, uh, I, I need two, two and one. And here's my team. Who do I start? And then you look and you see that they like, you know, they're like 15 of the exact same tweets to like me and to you and to Matthew Berry and to Jeff Manns and to Jeff Radcliffe and to Mike Dempsey and to Bob Harris. And they do them separately. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, so that they don't like mass tweet everybody. But like they just they don't think for themselves because it's easier just to to have the crutch of of having somebody, you know answering it for you telling you who to start yeah, that way you no. can piss and moan at them when you uh if you lose yeah that's kind of what they do it's frustrating it's so frustrating all right you know what? i'll calm down we'll come back to the games just a hot second here but we'll uh we'll, we'll say hi to our sponsors we'll thank them for for paying us all this money to keep the lights on we'll be right back after this All right, let's go through these games here. Keep going. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Adam. <laughs> Cleveland, 13 to 10. Uh, you're playing Detroit. I don't really understand why you would ever have Baker Mayfield throw the ball. Like, it may, like he threw the ball 29 times today. 29, that's it. It's still a lot for him. Threw two interceptions. They looked like shit. Yeah, I mean, look, he's we know he's hurt with multitude of injuries, but if it's that bad, don't play him. Put Case Keenum in. I mean, you know, they almost lost this game. You can't lose this game at home. I mean, embarrassing um, that they almost did. Um, and they got cute at the goal line once again early on. Finally, they throw a pass to Nick Chubb for a touchdown. Jarvis Landry got hurt in this game. They have no wide receivers right now. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones was inactive, so they do have a lot of injuries, but there's no excuse. You're going up against Tim Boyle, man. Come on, bro. So, yeah, I mean, Cleveland is lucky they escaped this, and they're probably going to get their ass handed to them next Sunday night against Baltimore on the road. It was it was unbelievable. I was I was shocked. I couldn't believe, you know, it was like fourth and one at the Cleveland 25 in the fourth quarter. I could not believe that Dan Campbell opted to kick the field goal. Like, that blew me away. 
I was like, really? You're not going to even just kind of go for the win right now. You're the fucking Lions. You're 0-8 and 1, right? You have the chance. All you need is one yard here to continue this drive and go in there and, and actually, like, you know, take a lead, right? Go up 14-13. What is he? He kicks the field goal. Like, I don't get that. It makes no sense to me. All you need to know about the Lions is uh, in his debut, Josh Reynolds played the most snaps of any Lions receiver. That was great. He, yeah, he saw three targets and he, uh, and he and he didn't catch a single. Yeah, it's just just a brutal football team. You know, DeAndre Swift, he's the man. And Hawkinson bounced back, six for 51. Uh, that's really all you need to know with Detroit at this point. Mm. Fucking, yeah. Swift didn't even deserve that. But, oh, that play. Oh, I'm going to hear another. I'm going to hear it all from Bowden uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show. Why? Because I was just like, you know, because I said, I was like, Cleveland's got a good, strong run defense, right? It doesn't matter how much volume Swift is getting. If it's Tim Boyle under center, then Cleveland's defense has one weapon to stop and only one weapon, and that is DeAndre Swift. So to me, he was not a good play this week. I wasn't going to use him in DFS. Um, you know, in season long, I, I'd start him just because I probably don't have anybody else. But it, it just to me, it wasn't a good play this week for Swift. And here he comes in with with 136 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, DFS, I can see season long. You play him every week. It doesn't matter the matchup. Yeah, but. For DFS, uh, zero interest. Zero. Uh, Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 130 yards. He caught the touchdown pass. That was uh, that was yummy delish. But, again, that offense was dog shit. Uh, Niners, Jacksonville. So the Niners win at 30 to 10. Debo Samuel is a stud. We can all, you know, just kind of appreciate how great Debo Samuel is, how great George Kittle is. Um, you know, Ayuk got into the end zone. He had a nice game also. Um, I think the the big story off of this one here is that, you know, the value. Last week, the value running backs were absolutely fantastic, right? You had um, last week you had uh, Ingram. Uh, you had Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson was another one. And they and they hit. And uh, And Jeff Wilson was supposed to be that guy this week. Uh, 19 for 50. I will say Jimmy missed him in the end zone uh, for like the easiest touchdown catch. And and it probably would have turned Wilson's day around and, and some DFS lineups around had he gotten into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that was brutal. He was wide open, missed him. I mean, look, I mean, he got 19 touches, the 20 touches. I mean, yeah. you're going to take that from a running back. Now, Jacksonville, their run defense has been good. So that was the only thing. I think they were like seventh in DVOA against the run. But still, I mean, Wilson was still a solid play, you know, especially in cash because you knew a lot of the field would use him. And, you know, that touchdown swung things. And even in season long, you kind of had to start him. You knew he was going to get the bulk of the touches. They've been really reluctant to use Trey Sermon at all. And I don't know Sermon had 10 carries, but most of it late in the blowout. And once again, they used Debo Samuel quite a bit on the ground. I mean, the guy had 79 yards rushing. He only had one catch for 15 yards. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, Debo is uh he's he's turned out to be uh quite the uh quite the asset. 
Um, on the Jag side, James Robinson got into the end zone, but there's there's nothing to like about this team. This team's bad. This team's Brilliant. awful. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Uh, this one, <laughs> tremendous back and forth between Cousins and uh, and Aaron Rodgers late in the game. Um, they just like defenses were just like shutting. <laughs> we're, we're like shut off for a little while. It was like all of a sudden it was like. You know, you like switch the video game to the easy mode. And, you know, it was like these huge touchdown catches. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantlings was like, I mean, are you are you kidding me here? But again, here you go. AJ Dillon, the the chalk running back that everybody was using in DFS, 11 for 53. Yeah, he had six catches for 44 yards, and that definitely helped his uh his overall total, but not an impressive day on the ground for him, and he didn't get into the end zone. Well, I wouldn't say that. He just didn't get the volume. He averaged 4.8 yards per carry. I mean, he had 11 carries, right? I think people would thought, oh, he's going to get 20 touches. He got 17, but only 11 on the ground. So you know, he didn't find the end zone. Um, they decided to go more with the pass. Um, and the other thing about Green Bay, they're another slow-paced team. They don't run a lot of plays. You would think, oh, yeah, Green Bay, Rodgers, they don't. They're a very slow-paced team, and you see it today. They ran um, 54 plays. They don't run a lot of plays. So, I mean, look, again, the process was right with Dylan, right? We've all been waiting, like, oh, no, Aaron Jones. They just only gave him 11 carries, and it was Rodgers who had 385, four touchdowns, and Devontae Adams, two touchdowns. So they did it via the pass. That they did, and uh, and that's pretty much what, what the Vikings did, too. Yeah, Cook, 22 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. But, I mean, this was, uh, you know, 341 and three for Cousins. Uh, Justin Jefferson just looked so good, right? Just so good. They even took a touchdown away from him, and he still had eight for 169 with two, two scores. Yeah, great adjustment, too, on that touchdown late. Uh you know, they talk about recently they need to get on the ball more. They finally are doing that. And again, what you like about this Vikings passing game is you know where the ball's going. It's Jefferson Thielen. That's pretty much it. Yeah, Tyler Conklin has a game here here or two. But last week he had, what, two touchdowns on like no yards. And then this is what happens when you don't score, three for 35. So um, that's the good thing about the Vikings is you know it's Cook, Jefferson, Thielen. And if the Vikings are getting points, you take them. Because well, not well. I mean, look, I was I was on Minnesota this week just because, um, a lot of the people see people look at records too much, and Green Bay had the better record coming in, but Minnesota plays so many close games. We talked about it before coming in like eight of their first nine last possession overtime. They don't get blown out, and a couple of those games swing in a different direction, and now the Vikings and Packers appear closer than they are. So. But the public money was on Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And that line was moving in the other direction. It was two and a half. It went down to one and a half. So um, I don't know if it's as simple as all whenever they're underdogs, but yeah. No, you just you just you look at the spread, you look at the line. I mean, if you look at the games played, 13 points is the most they've they've, you know, if you're the, if it's a if it's a point, won by if it's a point and a half and you're taking the dog, you're saying they're gonna win. You don't predict a one point loss. So yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah. Minnesota's gonna win. Listen, they, they lost to the Bengals, it was by three. They lost to the Cardinals, and it they, was only by one. Field, they missed a field goal. They could have yeah. won that game. They lost to the Browns in that 14 to 7 clunker. 
They lost by four to the Cowboys. They lost by three to the Ravens. They play in close, close games. Listen, yeah. this, this, that's that's the thing. They play in the close games. It's not you know okay every every game that they're getting points, but you have to look at the way they're playing teams and to understand that you know if it's coming down to the last play of the game here, you know depending on what the uh, what the spread is and who the opponents are, you know I'm I'm gonna lean Minnesota though just because. A, I like their kicker. He's actually not bad, right, Greg Joseph? Um, you know, and I just, I, I think they, they just, they play teams close. They play teams well. They're, they're a better team than, than their record. That's for sure. Five and five. They're a much yeah, better no team than because, that. Because again, a couple of the other games, you know, they easily could be seven and three. And I'll, people do this with their teams. But in this case with Minnesota, it's absolutely true. Again, they hit the field goal against Arizona. It's a W. Um, they win in overtime. You know, you get the ball first, score, you win. So with them, it's legit. It's other other times like, oh, if we did. Yeah, we can go through every fucking team and say, oh, yeah, well, they could. No, this is legit with Minnesota. 100% legit with Minnesota. 100% legit. Uh, Eagles whooped the Saints. I was definitely on the wrong side of this game. I had the Saints with the points. Um, and, uh, I mean, listen, this was, this is this was all Jalen Hurts, man. This was, uh, crazy, right? Rushed for three touchdowns, uh, in this one. I mean, that was just, you know, this, this, the Eagles just, I was, I was surprised that they beat up the, uh, the Saints as much as they did. Uh, they did it all on the ground. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like between Sanders, Hertz, Howard, and, and Boston Scott, two hundred and forty-two yards up on the Saints. Yeah, Saints are usually a pretty good defense, um, but you know they on the offensive side they had a lot of injuries in the offensive line as well, um, and they only had seven points through three quarters. So most of that point came in garbage time in the fourth quarter. But Sanders returned sixteen for ninety-four. He did lose a fumble, almost lost the second one, but. They blew the whistle, so he got fortunate there. Um, Goddard should have had a touchdown. I don't know why they didn't challenge it because he was on top of a defender, went into the end zone. They quick snapped it. Hurts scores a touchdown, so that sucked if you had Goddard. doesn't suck if you had Hurts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Eagles, they dominated this game. 100% dominated this game, 100%. Um, are you going to trust in uh, in Sanders moving forward? They've actually been running the ball a lot more in like the last like three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be right around RB two for yeah. sure. Um, they didn't really throw much today, so they did mix in. I think Howard got hurt though. Yeah, he left the game. I don't know if it was because of the score. Um, they didn't put him back in, but I think he left with injury. Um, no game well here. Scott mixed in a little bit, but I mean, yeah, they're they're running the football. Their schedule's easy too coming up. Uh, I think they have the Giants and Jets next two weeks. Uh, that's always that's always a nice treat, right? When you make your way through New York. <laughs> um, on the uh, on the Saints side, not a great game from Simeon. The the, the interceptions early. Fantasy were, wise, though, he had a top three day. He's yeah, top three in points. Yeah, right two fourteen and three. Yes, he did. And he, rushed. And he rushed one in. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, overall. This is not a guy who I want to, uh, you know, whose who's basket I'm putting in my eggs. No. Um, 
Ingram, uh, you know, again, very similar day to like uh, to to AJ Dillon there. 16 carries, 88 yards. He caught six uh, six passes, which was nice to see. Um, I think the big story here, though, for uh, for New Orleans has got to be Adam Troutman, man. I mean, this guy has seen now over the last four weeks, he's seeing an average of like six or seven targets per game. He's getting red zone looks now. Um, I, I had him, so I put him in the watch list on Tuesday. We talked about him on fantasy alarm on Wednesday. Uh, Coop had him in the tight end coach on Thursday. Uh, Impemba and I discussed him in the podcast on Friday, Saturday morning. I put Troutman in the playbook Saturday afternoon or late afternoon. Uh, he's in the contrarian corner for uh, John and Pemba's video. Like we just <laughs> screamed Adam Troutman all week long, and uh, and he fucking delivered. And I think he's 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 a legit asset as long as Simeon is under center. He likes to lean on that tight end. Adam Troutman's going to be a thing. Yeah, I was waiting for this uh, before the year. Took a while, um, mm-hmm. slow start for him, but yeah, he's finally come on and at least six targets now in four straight games. So, uh, especially with the state of the tight end position, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he should have been added a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he definitely should have been added. I mean, it's just you know, it's funny because we're seeing this with this group of tight ends, right? We're seeing Dan Arnold and Troutman and. Who was the other uh, the other Fryermuth? Fryermuth was another one. Like they're starting to now, they're starting to to see the attention. They're starting to get the uh, the work in, and it's um, this is good to see. It's good to see. Even hey, Zach Ertz today, right? He was he was a yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot, of that, a lot of that had to do with Hopkins being out. Yeah. So. No, I'm saying that's why. I don't think Ertz is going to be as reliable when Hopkins comes back. If he comes back. He will. They have a bye. He'll be back after. The Cardinals were smart. Sit Kyler Murray, sit Hopkins, and they were able to go 2-1 and one in these three games without Kyler Murray. And now they go on bye. Yeah. I hate him. Uh, Houston upsets Tennessee. We we kind of we kind of went through that. I mean, there's I, there, there's no there's nothing on Houston that I'm interested in for fantasy, and Tennessee is a bunch of paper champions there. The Deonta Foreman revenge game narrative did not work out. No, we saw a lot of Dontrell Hilliard, and a lot of that was because they were coming from behind and McNichols was inactive. So that should be McNichols role when he's healthy, if he can play. Um, yeah. And AJ Brown got hurt twice, a hand injury early and then a chest injury. Dude, so why did he become so frail like that? Jeez. I know he had surgery on both knees. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's amazing with him. So uh, Tannehill has no one to throw to Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rogers, it's uh, unbelievable. And Marcus Johnson got hurt. You know, people were picking him up like, oh, OK, Marcus Johnson, here he comes. And then he got hurt early in this game, too. So, yeah, I mean, Tannehill's got no one to throw to. Everyone's putting their fab money on Nick Westbrook at Kine again. 
If they did it in like week five, now they're gonna try it one more time. Garbage. Cincinnati 32, Las Vegas 13. Uh, again, you gotta love it. Um, Joe Mixon was just he was a beast. And they get they keep giving him the volume. 30 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns for him. Uh, it was just it was beautiful. And then everybody else on uh on on Cincinnati was mediocre at best. Yeah, I mean, if they can run the football like this, they're going to continue to do it. And you know, it sucks for the passing offense. Barrow, one forty-eight and a touchdown. And Jamar Chase got a touchdown late, uh, three for thirty-two and a touchdown. T. Higgins a down game. Tyler Boyd six for forty-nine. So yeah, I mean, just for Cincinnati to get thirty-two, and then you see that from the passing game, you're not happy, but you got mixing, you are. Yeah, nothing on the Raiders side there either. Waller had a good game, seven for 116. He's just, you know, he just sees all the targets there, but nothing on the ground, nothing from Jacobs, nothing from Drake. Um, Yeah, there there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to like here in this one. You, anything you like in that one? Nah, I mean, Raiders are just – yeah, I was concerned about them coming in the week. It feels like the wheels are falling off. Carr had two of his worst games coming into today. And, you know, the coaching change, the rug situation kind of just feels like it's starting to fall apart for them. Wheels are coming off the wagon, baby. They're coming off the wagon. So we're going to coming off the wagon. The Dallas Cowboys, Adam, they lose 19 to nine. This game was just dog shit from start to finish. This This game, I felt myself nodding off several times during this game. It was so boring. Yeah, I mean, you would have told me before the game that the Cowboys will hold Mahomes to no touchdowns and give up 19 points. I would have said Cowboys went easy. Um, the defense played really well for Dallas. They did all they could to try and give this offense opportunity after opportunity, and they just could not do anything with it, man. They just – Dak was under siege. He was uh, erratic, dropped passes. It just – A lot like, of drops in this one. Yeah, and then C.D. Lamb leaves with a concussion, and I don't think he's going to be able to be cleared. There's like a five-step process to return from a concussion. I don't know if he can with the game Thursday. Uh, Amari Cooper's not going to play Thursday due to the COVID-19. And uh, can these people stop fucking asking questions about to Dak Prescott about Amari Cooper's vaccination? It's the stupidest shit in the world. Why are we doing this? For real, it's so fucking stupid and good for Dak standing up and supporting him. Hey, it's a personal decision. He's my teammate. Like, come on, man. Who gives a shit? That's not what we want to hear after the game. I don't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a bad performance. Uh you know, they, again, they just – Tyron Smith is a big loss. Dak was sacked five times. He threw two picks. I mean, the last one was tipped. But, yeah, they just couldn't get anything going at all. And um, Chiefs offense, I, I don't know if it's fixed. I mean, their defense has been phenomenal over the last few weeks. And I was like, well, I don't know. Look who they played. Um, but, you know, because uh, they had the Giants who obviously always shoot themselves in their foot. Jordan Love and, you know – he couldn't do anything Raiders last week and um, Dallas little shorthanded, but no excuse, man. They couldn't get anything going at all. It's never um, they had opportunity after opportunity and they couldn't do it. And even on uh, Kansas city's offensive side, I mean, does offense fixed? I don't know. Um, they didn't look good today. CH uh, did look solid. He came back and I guess he is the number one back now. Um, they said he would start, but he got more of the workload than Daryl Williams. So, 
36 snaps for Williams, 32 for CEH, but CEH had most of the touches there. So, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden we were writing off the Chiefs. They're seven and four, first in the AFC West. Yep, there it is. <laughs> and they're still, I mean, look, I mean, again, it's still dangerous. Um, they they can still get that one seed, or New England's probably going to get it because that's just the way it goes. New England is in first that place just now. Drives me insane. And they play the Bills twice in the next four weeks. Oh my god! I'm so upset about that. Um, Seattle, Arizona. I don't even. You know, it's like I don't even know what to say anymore. Fucking Seattle looked terrible. Pete Carroll left his press conference abruptly, which you never see. So he said, "I mean, we're sick of it, Pete." Dealing with your shit all these years. You know, I imagine how we feel, how we have to say here and watch this boring shit. But yeah, man, I mean, this offense is just brutal right now. I mean, Russell Wilson, man. I mean, it's gotten worse since he came back. I mean, put Geno Smith in, right? <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, at least Lockett came through four for 115. Metcalf, another disappointing four for 31. Could have had a touchdown. I guess he bobbled it at the corner of the end zone. It's just, just they ran fewer mess. than forty plays. They do it. I've said it since the beginning of the year. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Why can't you up the tempo? What the fuck is wrong with you that you're not going to use an up tempo game? And you can't tell me, well, it's working. No, it's not. What you've done has not worked. So yeah, this was a. This essentially kind of ends their season. I mean. I think it does. I mean, mathematically, I guess not. Yeah, but they're three, three and seven. seven? Yeah. Three and seven in the in the West? No way. Sorry. There's no way you're going to end up even, you know, thinking about that last playoff spot. The fuck out of here. Now when you're handing easy games to the fucking Cardinals like this, Cardinals are nine and two now. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of shocked myself. Um, but because, I, again, I, when you look at – the NFL, there's no one that stands out. You know, it's going to be a team that just kind of gets hot down the stretch, rolls into the playoffs. Football disgusts me today. Yeah, I mean, there was there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of good games. I mean, obviously the the Sunday night game was the uh, the big one in Vikings Packers, and that's pretty much it. Those are only two really good games. Yeah, yeah, those are really the only two good games: Packers, Vikings, Pitt. Chargers. And you know, I'll say this uh, because, you know, I love a multitude of sports, but like the people who only are NFL enthusiasts and swear by this, do they realize how shitty the product is? Like, oh, it's you, look terrible. You got, I've said this for years. The only reason why the NFL is the most popular of the four main sports, fantasy football and gambling. That is it. You cannot tell me this is a great product. And I watch it week after week. We all do. But I just hate like the. The snobs are like, oh, the NFL is so much better than baseball in the NBA. Really? Are you kidding me? Do you watch the games? Come on. Yeah, no, there's there's <laughs> there was nothing to like about the NFL product this week. And it's been like this for a couple of weeks for, now. We've seen oh, this. This has been like this for years. And I and look, the all the sports have some type of flaws. I get it. Baseball can be slow paced and all that stuff. And, you know, NBA, people don't like the lot of three pointers and all that stuff. But. They don't act like the NFL is superior to those sports. It's not. No, it's not. It's sloppy, dropped passes left and right. The Lousy. stupid taunting rules. Like, come on. I'm a Cowboys fan. CEH gets a taunting penalty for oh, that. Oh, I know. Guys, come ridiculous. on. Man. 
It's just so stupid. Please, we're then, still we're still debating what a catch is. What was the who's the um god damn, was it um Christian Kirk? That one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they were like he didn't have control of it. I'm like, he then, was sliding on his knees and he caught the ball. It didn't touch the ground, right? He had, you know, yes, did it did it kind of you know bobble around in his like in the pocket of his lap? Yeah, but what the fuck? He didn't. It didn't touch the ground ever. Yeah, and then you had two awful personal foul calls that they missed against the Steelers when we're like giving penalties for breathing on the quarterback, roughing the passer. It's just, it's just so inconsistent. But the taunting stuff has got to go. Like, just let these guys celebrate, man. I mean, it's just so stupid. But it's old school coaches who endorse it. Like, yeah, we don't. We can't have this. Okay, yeah. Why don't you poll America? I guarantee you they don't give a shit. No, because America sees it and they just they're, they're hoping that a fight breaks out because of it. Nah, I don't think. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. You don't see. They fights love in the football. talking and the smack talking and guys getting into another guy's face and he's giving him shit because he just fucking you know because he just scored on him or. You know, even fucking basketball, right? A guy posterizes somebody else. He gets into his fucking face. And he starts talking shit. People are hoping that he's going to fucking fight. Yeah, yet they allow the defense where they make a play to go take a picture in the end zone. That's not taunting. Well, they're not doing it right in that person's face. Yeah, but they're delaying the game. They're going all the way into the other end of the end zone. And like, how is that acceptable? But I'm not saying CH waving see, his finger. See, that's the thing. You're 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 bringing that up as something that they shouldn't allow to happen. But uh, it's it's not. It that's not a that's not what taunting is. Taunting is getting up in the guy's. I understand. Grill. Okay, I understand. I'm saying why is taunting a penalty, but that is acceptable. They're delaying because taunting is going to inspire a big fucking brawl. No, it's not. You yes, really it think is. so? Ch, that finger is going to inside a brawl. No one. No, 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 it. no, no. Listen, that no. But the problem is, is that they're trying to do this like zero tolerance. It's all or nothing kind of a thing. But we've seen this before, and you can't tell me that you haven't seen it before. Okay, guy so catches we, okay. a touchdown over over a defensive back. And then he starts getting like face to face with the defensive back and they're jawing back and forth at each other. And he's like talking shit because he just caught a touchdown. You've never seen that before. That's the that's the shit that they need to be cracking down on. The CEH pointing like that. No, that was stupid. That's not necessary. I didn't even think he was fucking pointing at that guy. To be perfectly honest, I think he was pointing at the fact that he just broke the plane and he was pointing to the fucking goal line there. But whatever. But the, you, you can't sit there and say that, you know, you know, that, that the taunting, like the shit that does go on doesn't lead to or can't, doesn't have the potential to lead to more than it should. And we've seen that in like every fucking sport. Really? So you agreed with the Bears call on the special teams play on the Monday night game? No. When he was I, looking at the sideline? That's oh, my God. That's a taunting play. That's what he got. I know taunting, what though. that is. What I'm saying is, is that the NFL needs to have be more definitive about what it is. The NFL needs to be more definitive about what it is, what taunting is. And but right now they're going too far so that they, they just nip it all in the bud. 
And that's what they're that's what they're doing. They're going over the what they should be doing. I don't I don't agree with every taunting call that's made, but there are certain taunting calls that are made where I'm like, yeah, that guy probably shouldn't have done that. They just they take they're trying to take the fun away. Like DK Metcalf gets awarded a penalty uh, a few weeks ago for hugging the goalpost and sliding it. What is why is that a penalty? What did he do? He scored he a touchdown. He used the goalpost as a prop, which is against the the rules. It's a rule that's got to go. Yes, there are a number of rules that need to be adjusted and fixed and stuff like that. But you know what? I'd rather I'd rather them go overboard here with the taunting and try and eliminate it altogether than to do stupid things like penalize somebody for hugging the goalpost. Like that's stupid. That's dumb. But when you're when you're talking about guys going face to face with each other or guys, you know, fucking jawing at each other like that, th- there is and there always is. There's always a line that gets crossed and somebody gets pissed off and grabs somebody's face mask or throws a pitch at somebody or swings a bat, you know, carelessly so it hits the fucking catcher. Like we've seen it a million times. Guys, you know, like it, it's it's the whole it's the bat flip argument for baseball. Let these guys be themselves. Let them flip the bat if they want to. Blah blah blah. You know, don't throw at them because, you know, that's old school mentality and shit like that. It's just it's again, it's 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 taunting. And the NFL is trying to put a stop to it. It's just they're inconsistent with it. That's the problem. Like Waller bounced the ball on the sideline after reception, wasn't looking at anyone. They flagged him. So you got to be they're inconsistent with it. That's the problem. It's interpretation. Did the ball bounce up and hit somebody? No. Did it? Did, did Was it? Tossed in somebody's general no. direction? No. I'd have to see the video to, make, to, to confirm that. I, I would. I would have to see the video to confirm that. I don't know, man. Listen, I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying here. But, you know, for the same token, you're, you're dealing with a – this is a league of thugs and idiots. And, and you know, it's just – it's it's ridiculous what, what certain shit has become. What was the – um. What was the uh, was it the Saints game, the Saints Eagles game, where the defensive lineman and the offensive lineman Malaya they were like they've been yelling at each other the entire game until finally the two of them were on the ground in in a brawl. I mean, it's a physical sport; those things are going to happen. You see it every game. <laughs> it's always always a reason. Always an excuse. it's like it's like having an it's argument. It's not an with, excuse. It's okay. Like having a discussion with my wife. Like there's always a reason why why your point is right and somebody else's is wrong. I'm really so you think that you can play the NFL football with these guys, the physical nature of the game, and we're just not going to have any argue, arguments, disagreements in the face. No, it's never going to happen. You are. Of course you are. But if you're going to if you're making that effort to try and limit some of the shit that that spills out because of it, then then that's what the, okay. that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying you... to prevent it so that it doesn't become a big fucking brawl. Okay. And you have these two guys who are like, you know. Rolling, you know, rolling on the ground, fucking throwing punches at each other while other guys are jumping in and grabbing at them. That's what the NFL is trying to prevent with the taunting. Should you get a taunting penalty for running backwards into the end zone from the five yard line? Um, If you're just running backwards, then I think it's okay. But if you're running backwards and you're like pointing at people and being like, yeah, motherfuckers, then that's taunting. All right. I'll show you one where Mike Edwards got called for it. He didn't point at anyone. And they called him for it against Atlanta. What? Send me the link. Okay. 
I'm just listen. I I know I know the NFL is wildly inconsistent. They're wildly inconsistent they, again. You're talking about an organization that can't fucking determine what a catch is for the last ten years, right? I mean, it's been it's been ridiculous how inconsistent they are and how inconsistent the refs are. It's it's brutal. But I get what they're trying to do here. Yeah, but they're doing a terrible job of implementing it. Because it's so inconsistent. When was the last time the NFL did a good job at anything, Adam? Uh, Not many. (laughs) Exactly. That's like like telling me that baseball is doing a great job trying to, you know, bring the fans back to the ballpark. (laughs) Fucking, they're terrible too. It's horrible. It's horrible. And listen, and what's the the one fucking highlight that we're going to constantly see on every fucking sports channel tonight? Right. What what is the one highlight we're all going to see? We're all going to see the fight between L.A. and and Detroit. That's well, what we're going to see because it's LeBron James. That's why. Right, but that's what everybody wants to see, though. You know what? If it wasn't no. LeBron James, it was some fucking other other idiot with a you know another guy who's like a bloody fucking mess who's like throwing coaches and and trainers down on the on the court to go and get at people. That's what everybody wants to see. It's way bigger because it's LeBron James and people hate him. And now they're going to say, oh, he's so dirty. Suspend him for the season. That's why. Anything with LeBron James is always bigger. Anything with LeBron James is always bigger. That is 100% correct. That is 100% correct. But I'll tell you this. If it wasn't, if it was just Anthony Davis and uh, and uh, and whatever his fucking name is. I don't even know the Neanderthal's name. It was a big bloody mess. Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. There you go. If it was AD and, and Anthony Stewart, it, it would still be as blown up as it is because all anybody wants to see is this dude's bloody face and him throwing trainers and coaches down on the ground to, to go and get at, at somebody. But, you know, you you let these guys like jaw in each other's face and get physical on the court, too. That's fine. You're never going to avoid that no matter what rules you implement. It's a physical sport where tempers run high. Every sport is a physical sport. Right. So it's you're never going to avoid all that. They've done a much better job. Have we ever seen anything close to Malice in the Palace? No. Since then, mm. right? Nothing. We have oh, it was was uh, was was Van Gundy holding on to Ewing's leg. Was that before or after the Malice in the Palace? I think that was that was I don't a, know. but that, that wasn't heat, a, was Nick's heat. Yeah, but there was no fans involved in that. No. And basketball was more physical. There were, there were no fans involved in, in today's LeBron Stewart no. thing. Yeah. I'm not but talking what about happened? with fans. Okay, what happened today that was so egregious? Nothing. There were no punches thrown or nothing. They broke it up. Nothing happened. I don't know, man. You see Westbrook, man? He looked like he was ready to just... They all do that, man, and nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? You talk to the to the trainer who got slammed down to the ground. You can tell him nothing happened today. Dude fucking hit his back so hard on the fucking on the fucking hardwood. But, you know, you tell him nothing. Nothing happened. Nobody. Threw OK, a so what do you want to do to prevent that? Um, I don't know. You can't. These things know. are going to happen in sports. Those things are going to happen in sports. So if you can try and eliminate some of the taunting and some of the, the egregious bullshit that goes on about that. But that wasn't a taunting. That was a physical play. LeBron didn't taunt. This him. was, yes. I'm talking we're talking just okay. I brought it up as an example because that's what the public always wants to see. And that's all we're gonna see on every fucking sports highlight show. 
is they're going to keep focusing in on that fight. And that fight's going to be like the biggest thing that came out of this weekend. Guaranteed. That's just the way it is. That's all the point I was making with that. As far as taunting goes in sports, I get what they're trying to do. Do they need to be more consistent? Yeah, of course they need to be more consistent. But you can't tell me that that it's it's, you know, that that they need that they should just let so much of the shit go that that goes on. It's it's different. It's okay. If you make a catch, you're in someone's face, sure. But when you're the CH stuff, the tweet that I just sent you where the guy was backpedaling, he didn't point. They flagged him for taunting because he ran backwards into the end zone. That's not taunting. The Bears won. Come on, man. The guy was cut by them. Yeah, he looked at the sideline. He didn't say come fight me or anything. He was excited. He made a big play. That should not be taunting. He can't celebrate that he made a big sack. He yeah, wasn't that. The, yeah, see here. Okay, Edwards going into the end zone there for, for you know, against Atlanta. No, that should not have been a taunting call. Right, but it was called. Now, he wasn't, he didn't point at anyone. Yes, he, it was called because, again, like I said, the NFL is trying to develop this zero tolerance policy. And so if you if you flag people for these little nonsensical things, then hopefully it'll keep them from doing all the bigger, worse shit that we're all trying to prevent. He didn't even do anything. He ran backwards at the two yard line. He didn't look at anyone. He didn't point. You're missing the point. OK, you're, you're missing, missing the point. point. You're, you're missing gonna, the point. So I'm telling I, you, you're right. You're right that he didn't do anything here. What I'm telling you is, is that the NFL is going to have a zero tolerance policy. And if something like that running backwards into the end zone, they want to flag that and say that's taunting because hopefully maybe that flag prevents something worse or more serious taunting thing happen later on in the game. That's what they're doing. It's a zero tolerance policy. It's like a guy going to fucking jail for, for, you know, possession of a nickel bag of fucking weed, and he's sharing a cellmate with fucking Pablo Escobar. It's zero tolerance is zero tolerance. Okay, but what did he do on that play to have a flag throw? He didn't point. He didn't look at anyone. It so is the discretion of the referee. And, and that's, the referee a, and that's, says, and that's why Howard is a problem. You don't know you if you guys fucking shout anything, do you? Do what? You don't know if he screamed anything right there when he turned around, do you? Did you see him? I don't. I didn't see whether or not his mouth was moving. I can't see into his helmet. Okay, yeah, they're gonna hear if he said something. Come on, man, look the at that. standing right there. What are you talking about? He's right okay. there. There he is, right there. Oh, you said, tell me you they just said shit. your exact words: discretion of the referee. You can't have that. You can't have that. It's got to be letter can, of the law. You, you can, you have to with something like this. Listen, okay. it's the same thing with the fucking, you know, with, with the, the the hits on the quarterback. How many times have we seen penalties called on phantom hits of the quarterback? They're calling everything and anything to prevent the serious from happening. And it's ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much about this game that's being ruined. I mean, the Ryan Tannehill, I mean, last week. What was that? Again, you you can give me you could probably give me three hundred different examples of where you didn't agree with the flag, and I could probably turn around and give you three hundred examples of where the flag does make sense, and and that's just that's that. You think the taunting penalty has ruined the game? I don't think it's ruining the game. I think that it's it's you know 
I get what they're trying to do. It's not ruining the game. All right, we disagree. I think it is. Taunting penalties? No. The the problems with the hits on the on the quarterback, that's ruining the game. Because what you're doing there is you're seeing guys like Mahomes take advantage of it where he fakes going out of bounds so that the defender just gives up and then he fucking steals an extra three yards on the run and he stays in. Like that's that's ruining the game because the, the quarterback penalties are, are, you know, the penalties against hitting the quarterback have gotten so crazy. That's ruining the game. Taunting? No. Shut the fuck up and play the game. That's my feeling. You want to celebrate your touchdown? Go ahead and celebrate your touchdown. But you don't have to fucking go after or jaw with the opposition when you, when you do it. Go celebrate your fucking touchdown. Go run down the field and take a fake picture with, with 20 of your closest friends. I don't give a fuck about that. But don't get into the face of somebody else where you start talking shit. Okay. I mean, was the Bears player... Give me 300 more, Adam. Okay. Give me 300 more. I you're crazy, dude. Again, okay. you're going to give me examples where you don't think it was necessary, and I'll probably agree with you on 99 out of 100 of them. Okay, so then... But what I'm saying is, is I could probably give you a, a countless number of examples also where I could say, look, see, he's fucking, he's in the guy's face. Look, he's pointing right at the guy. Look, he's like just threw the ball at the dude. Look, he just spun the ball right in front of the dude while he's like sitting there on the ground. Like I could give you all of those. And those and are fine. Tell you they flat deserve out flags. That those are taunting calls. Okay, and they deserve flags. The problem is it's interpretation now and some awful. So if a guy gets up and spins the ball, but not at the defender, that should be taunting? If the guy gets up and he spins the ball and nobody's around him, yeah. then fine. He's celebrating. He's celebrating by himself. But he's not just spinning the ball there by himself. All right. And doing it right in front of himself. All right. And getting a penalty. I've seen too many guys spike the ball or too many guys spin the ball or anything like that without getting flagged at him. You've seen it before. You know, you've seen it before. Again, I don't like the rule. That's it. My opinion. <laughs> I think it's stupid. I think, you know, I, I get the long term goal here. Again, you got to see the big picture. I don't think it's ruining the game, though. I do. Until you'll see when it's in a playoff game in a critical spot and it's not a good call, that's when you'll probably be more outraged. I mean, again, it just depends on the circumstances. It just depends on the circumstances. We should, you know what? We should, we should put together, we should, we should go and find like uh, videos of like, like all the all the taunting penalties and and figure out really just how how egregious is this at this point? Is it actually ruining the game or is it possibly saving, you know, people from worse situations? I think it's definitely something to explore. Wow, I don't think it's ruining the game. Taking away the horse collar tackle, that's ruining the game. You grab a guy by the fucking dreads coming out of his helmet and swing him around by his hair but you can't grab him by the back of his shoulder pads. Yeah. I mean, and they're just trying to prevent injury with that, but yeah, that's why you got to tuck your hair away. Like Derek Henry, tuck your Jersey in. Don't give your opponents anything to grab. Ah, wow. This definitely got into a direction. I didn't think it was going to go. And I hope everybody out there, I'd love to hear from people on this debate. You know, we get commentary from people all the time. I'm very curious as to what other people think. I'm sure most people will just side with you. 
because we're a society of fucking animals anyway. It's not again. It's not like <laughs> it's one thing if you're in a guy's face, you stand over him. I get that, right? Because you don't want, but like to spike the ball or to celebrate after breaking up an incomplete pass. Like, come on, man. It's sports, bro. You're excited. You should be able to do that as long as it's not disrespectful. You know, the bat flip thing is the same thing. You're not showing up the opponent if you don't look at the other team's dugout. If you look at your dugout, you pump them up with a fist. What's wrong with that? It's emotion. You just hit a big home run. Well, the, what's what what's a big home run is whatever your team's down. Your team's down seven to one in the sixth inning and you just hit a, a solo shot with two outs and nobody on. Okay, so if you're the other team, why do you give a shit? It's now 7-2. So why you fucking give a shit? Why are you being sensitive for? Who cares? Let them celebrate. You're still up 7-2, right? So why do you care? Because the pitcher pitcher has has hurt feelings. Well, that's his fault. He shouldn't have thrown that pitch. Don't give up the home run. He should not have thrown that pitch. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, he's sensitive. I mean, I guess it's a reflection of society. It's a soft, sensitive society right now. It is is an extremely soft, sensitive society. It's ridiculous. It really is. And, you know, whether you whether you support the rules or you don't support the rules, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, again, I see what 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 the 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 goal is. I'm not blind to that. I'm not just, oh, you're 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 inhibiting my rights to to express myself. You just got to let me be me. Right. Like, I'm not like. I get what the leagues are trying to do here, but you know, you got too many people that are like, oh, you're infringing on my rights. I mean, CD Lamb got fined $10,300 for waving at the defensive back in that game against the Patriots when they won. Yeah, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. He won the shouldn't fucking game in overtime. And he, he should he, fucking tuck it. He should fucking tuck his shirt in too. Yeah, it's just stupid that they. Fine shit like that. Uh, well, now, now, listen. Everybody's against the Cowboys anyway. It has Adam, nothing. So to, it has nothing to do with that. I would have said it if it was a giant or an eagle. Well, like, the only person, the only people who I've heard shit about, you know, Ceedee Lamb getting fined are like you, Fabiano, Glenn Colton, okay. Jed Piacenti, listen, and Jim Bowden. Okay, if it was Sterling Shepard, I hate the Giants. It's wrong. You win a game in overtime. You made the play. What's the problem with waving at the defensive back? You just won the fucking game in overtime. You can't be ecstatic. The defensive back got beat. That's it. You lost. Why rub it in his face? Go celebrate with your fucking team and leave it alone. Why do you have to go back at the guy to taunt him? Kill's been doing it for years, right? What? Tyree Kill's been doing it for years. And they're cracking down on it. It wasn't a penalty, though. It was a fine. So you said it was a penalty. You want to prevent fights. There was no fight there. Well, so now you're finding it too. You couldn't because the game was over, and you, it wasn't like you were going to be able to like instill the penalty uh, on what on on the next kickoff. The game was over, so okay, if, there, there if no you're fight. not going to be able to throw the flag at the guy, right, and penalize the team for doing it, well, then you find him for it, right? Doesn't that make sense? You can't no, you can't let it go unpunished. Why? Okay. What about when Harrison Smith choked him and and, again, and they didn't call a, a penalty or a fine? I don't know. I didn't see the play, Adam. Okay, go look it up then. Why? <laughs> okay, well, I'm giving you an example of, okay, he got choked on the sideline. CeeDee Lamb got choked by Harrison Smith. No penalty, no fine. That could that's wor- that, that could start a fight. What's more worse? What, what's the likelihood to start a fight? A guy waving goodbye or a guy getting choked? Uh, let's see. Harrison Smith appears to choke CeeDee Lamb. 
going to it right now. Okay, and tell me, is that more likely to start a fight or CD Lamb waving? But I can't hear you because I'm watching. Okay, got the sound here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we're he, so he should have gotten a flag and he should have gotten fined for and it. And he didn't. Okay. And is what's more likely to cause a fight? That play or CD Lamb waving goodbye? Well, that play definitely. Okay. Right. Do you see the inconsistency here? Yes. Well, because again, Adam, everybody hates the Cowboys. It has nothing to do with the Cowboys. I just fucking told you if it was Sterling Shepard, Devonta Smith teams, I hate, I feel the same way. It has nothing to do with Dallas. It's just an example that I saw. So, so you're gonna so you're gonna keep giving me examples of how refs blow the fucking call. I, we know that. Again, we okay. know that. You're not telling me something I don't know. You that that refs make mistakes. You said though, the taunting thing is to prevent fights. I yes. asked you, what is gonna, is. what's more likely to happen in a fight? Harrison Smith choking Lamb or Lamb waving goodbye? It's again, clear. And they didn't call anything. Again, they should have called something there. There should have been a flag. There definitely should have been either a flag or a fine for what Harrison Smith did there. 100%. The refs blew the call. It has nothing to do with whether or not that's going to start a fight versus waving goodbye at a player is going to start a fight. It, 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 it's not even worth. It's not even up for discussion. It's a that that's it's a moot point. The refs blew that call, and but the refs should have done something about but, it. And yeah, they, they didn't. don't. And they don't blow a call for the Edwards running backwards, which he did nothing. But Harrison Smith chokes someone. All right, I'm I'm done having this okay. back and forth with you. <laughs> done. Oh, look at that! Right after the CD Lamb video. NFL's greatest ejections coming up. So you can you can watch that video there. 11 million other people have seen it. Um, and they'll you'll see exactly why they're trying to call these penalties. Are they going to get it right all the time? No, of course they're not going to get it right all the time. We've seen them fuck up left and right. But, you know, two rights don't make a wrong. Just because one gets missed doesn't mean that the other one shouldn't be penalized. Like. Like that, that makes no sense to me. How does that make sense to you? Forget it. We're done, bro. <laughs> and that is going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks so much for staying tuned in. If you guys got thoughts on this, send us a tweet. Send us an email, right? At Adam Ronis, at Roto Buzz Guy. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, and, uh, and, and we'll move on from there. But other than that, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We will catch you next time.